Hope you are doing well and staying safe. For the last several days, Israel has been under constant attack from rocket strikes of Hamas terrorists. There has been devastation and destruction of property. Many people have been injured and many have lost their lives. But don't worry, I don't intend to discuss the intricacies of uh, Israel-Palestine conflict or uh, any other conflict in the Middle East for, this, for that matter. You will find several other videos on that topic. My agenda today is to discuss a very specific victim of the latest spree of uh, Hamas terrorism and what her story tells us about Kerala. The victim I want to talk to you about is a young woman named Saumya Santosh, a nurse working in Ashkelon city in Israel and originally a resident of Idiki district of Kerala. She was in Israel for the last seven years and left behind a nine-year-old son. There are two aspects that I will discuss today regarding Saumya's uh, martyrdom. Yes, you heard that right. I said martyrdom. The first issue I, I want to discuss is how the society in Kerala reacted to the news of Saumya's death. And second is why I consider her a martyr. The news of Saumya's death was widely covered by local media in Kerala. But the coverage was so muted and circumspect that it seemed they would rather not cover it. The media took great pains to not mention the real cause of Saumya's death, Hamas terrorist attack. When her remains were transported back to Kerala, there were only representatives from BJP uh, at the airport to help the family and pay respects uh, to her. Neither of the two major political parties in the state, uh, CPIM and Congress, thought it was appropriate uh, to pay respects to a daughter of Kerala. Not even one of the numerous Kerala Congress factions uh, sent their representatives. The Kerala Chief Minister, Punarai Vijayan, did convey his condolences, but in a Facebook post. That's the most he was prepared to do for a daughter of Kerala. Even then, he was careful not to mention either Hamas, terrorism or even Saumya's name. Someone died somewhere because of some reason. That was his condolence message. Compare that, that to what he did when a Junaid Khan was killed in faraway Haryana during a brawl over a train seat. He went all the way to meet Junaid's family and even donated 10 lakhs from Kerala taxpayers' money. He would have probably cared more if Saumya had been Salma or Sainaba. Former Chief Minister Uman Chandi of Congress too had a similar reaction. His sympathy for Saumya and her family too was limited to a Facebook post. Though he highlighted terrorism as the cause of Saumya's death initially, later he quickly edited the post to remove any reference to Hamas terrorism. 
The reason behind the reluctance of both Pinarayi and Umanchandi to directly condemn Hamas comes from the same source. The pressure from Islamist groups in Kerala that are now the dominant and decisive voting bloc in the state's politics, as the recent assembly election results have amply demonstrated. Comparatively, government of Israel was much more generous despite being a foreign country. The Israeli ambassador to India personally visited Soumya's family. She has been offered an honorary citizenship of Israel and the family will receive compensation at par with Israeli nationals who too have succumbed to this terrorism. The second part of this discussion is why did Soumya end up in a conflict zone in the Middle East? For that matter, Soumya was not an isolated case. In 2014, 46 Malayali nurses were kidnapped in Iraq by ISIS terrorists. Fortunately, Narendra Modi government was able to secure their release without harm to any of them. But barely a couple of years later, many of the same nurses went back to work uh, in some other countries in the same region. And this is a repeat story. Whenever there is a tension in the Middle East, Several thousands of families in Kerala wait with bated breath. What is the reason for this? Why is it uh, that Malayalis are forced to risk their freedom and lives to work in, in, in some of the most dangerous parts of the world as a nurse or as a construction worker? Normally, you would think that such jobs are not dangerous. The answer is economic opportunity or lack of it in our own state. I don't know if you have heard this joke. Apparently, when Neil Armstrong went to moon for the first time, he was greeted there by a Malayali selling tea. While this joke can be taken as a comment on the enterprising nature of Malayalis who go to every part of the world in search of uh, opportunities, it is actually a comment on the 60 plus years of leftist politics in the state that has totally destroyed the scope for any private enterprise to be viable. One of the most literate states in the country, a state that probably has the most hardworking people cannot produce enough jobs for our youth, forcing them to move to the most dangerous parts of the world to make a living. There is a Malayalam movie called Patte Mari. Very nicely shows the life and pain that many such Marnadan Malayalis or non-resident Malayalis go through to ensure economic security for their families back home. I highly recommend you watch that movie if you can get your hands on a copy. The Kerala model that the communists go around boasting about, the European levels of HDI, is built on the tears, sweat and often blood of these non-resident Malayalis. Kerala sends off its young men and women to far off shores and imports dollars and dirhams in return. Saumya is a martyr of this Kerala model of governance. The landscape in Kerala is dotted with numerous so-called martyrs memorials. These are usually memorials to victims of political violence. It is high time uh, memorials are erected in Kerala to martyrs like Saumya, the martyrs of 
60 years of communist and congress governance the martyrs of anti business trade unionism the martyrs of kerala model finally a comment on the politics in kerala that has led up to this if you look at politics in most parts of our country today there are two opposing ideologies pitted against each other at least on cultural issues this is true in every state in india except kerala in kerala both sides of the political divide is only the leftists if you look at the national political scene congress and cpim are on the same side rahul gandhi and sitaram yachuri are on the same side in bengal elections recently they fought as a coalition in tamil nadu too they were part of the dmk front even the marxist so called intellectuals and uh, cultural figures pimp for rahul gandhi to become a prime minister of our country but in kerala rahul gandhi's party and sitaram yachuri's party are on the opposite side of the political divide both the opposition party and the ruling party in the state are those that subscribe to the same leftist ideology and it has been so uh, since 1957 For 60 plus years, the power in state has alternated between murderous leftists and corrupt leftists. The state has never had the opportunity to even taste a non-leftist uh, government, and the result is what we see today. It's high time we Malayalis take a long, hard look at the political choices that we have made in the past and the direction in which we want the state to go in the future. Do we want a cultural environment in our state where the chief minister and the and the one of the most important leaders of the opposition party cannot openly offer condolences to a dead Malayali because they fear pressure from radical Islamist groups? Do we want an economic environment in our state where people are afraid of investing their money and creating jobs and wealth in our state? It's the choices that we make today that will decide if our children will live with us tomorrow or have to go far away to dangerous war zones to find a livelihood like Saumya had to. That's all in this letter from the basement. If you like what you saw or heard, please share it with your family and friends. If you have any feedback, please feel free to leave a comment. Till I see you again. Namaste.